Welcome to the Revival Center Podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and thoughts from our church. We hope you are encouraged and blessed by today's message. So Jesus is trying to tell his disciples, do not be afraid of when the Holy Spirit comes because I am the one who sent him, not the devil. Come on, somebody say amen right there. John 14, verse 26. The thing is, is Jesus taught about the Holy Spirit all throughout the Gospels. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. The Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send. Verse number 16 of the same chapter. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another Helper that he may abide with you forever. Let me just ask you real quick, just real fast. Who would say in this room to Jesus, to these scriptures, I do not want the helper that he's referring to is there anybody who would say i do not want the helper that jesus is talking about of course not we all say yes lord send me the helper right no yes yeah come on i got the baby on board praise the lord thank you for the mouths of the babes tonight amen so Jesus is teaching on the Holy Spirit, and he says, I'm going away, but in return, I am going to send you the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, another helper, is just like me, the same kind as me, another helper. Go to the next slide. When you begin to study that word helper, it, it is a Greek word, and that Greek word means more one another or same as what he's trying to say is that when the Holy Spirit comes and you begin to feel him move in a service and you begin to feel him move upon your body you can trust it you know that it's me it's the same as what it is referring to is what the the is this word is not in the Bible but it's what we refer to as the Trinity it is the the best example that I can show you is Matthew chapter 3 verse number 16 when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and abiding upon him. Notice what happens. Jesus is in the water. Uh-huh, just a little nod tonight. Jesus is in the water. Number two, at the exact same time, what does the Bible say? The Holy Spirit came. Do you see that? Okay. What Jesus is saying is that whenever I leave, I'm going to send you what came on me. That, the Holy Spirit. And then number three, verse number 17, you had a voice in heaven. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. That is called the Trinity. It is the Father in heaven. It is the Son in the water. And it is the Holy Spirit being poured out. Jesus Christ is saying, you can trust the Holy Spirit. He will have the same plans that I have for you, the Holy Spirit will have it for you. He will have the same desires that I have for you. Talking about Jesus, I have for you. The Holy Spirit has the same desires. He has the same love and he has the same power. As I, Jesus, have now, as I am with you, the Holy Spirit will be with you. The difference is I am limited in one location at one time, trapped in a human body. 
But when the Holy Spirit comes, he can dwell everywhere with everybody at the same time. So hear me in the name of the Lord. The assemblies of God does not own the Holy Spirit. The church of God does not own the Holy Spirit. Denominations do not own the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8 says this, you will receive power when you join the right church. Is anybody in the house listening? I got, I got one. Come on, y'all awake. Come on now. I, I've been in by, by, by myself for 10 days. Y'all better get with me. You shall receive power when you become a member and you sign the membership card. No, you, get, you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. My point is this. Everybody listening, everybody in this room, you have access to the power of the Holy Spirit right now. Right now. There is nothing standing between you and all of heaven except how hungry you are. How thirsty you are. In Acts chapter 2, when the Spirit was poured out, I want you to notice there were two groups of people. In Acts chapter 2, verse number 11, we begin to read about one group of people. See, you had the 120 in the upper room. The Holy Spirit came. They heard a, a wind. They saw little fire sitting upon everybody's head, and they began to speak in other tongues. There were two groups of people. The first group is this group right here, Acts 2.11. Now, nobody understood what was going on. You understand? Nobody knew what was going on. They were all like, oh, my goodness, what is going on right now? And some of them thought they were drunk. Come on, somebody, all right? I mean, it was wild. It was wild. It was crazy, okay? Now, these people, this is the first group. He said, we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God, verse 12. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? You see, whenever you are not, or let me say it like this, the first time that you come in contact with the Holy Spirit and you've never seen it before, you've never been a part of it, you are going to find yourself in one of these camps. This camp was, I don't know what this is, but this is absolutely amazing. I don't know how to explain what's going on right now. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. But you know what? I want to study this out. I don't want to run away from this. Let me begin to search the scriptures. Let me begin to read. Let me begin to talk to Peter. Let me talk to the preacher. Because I don't know what this is, but it is absolutely wonderful. It is absolutely amazing. Huh? Are y'all are with me? Now, group B, the second group that was there, had a completely different take on it. They still were just as confused as the first group, but this other group had a different mindset. Uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 13. Others, see, it. there's a distinction. One group said, I don't know what this is, but it's amazing. I need to study. I need to find, I need to check this out. The other group, the others, were mocking. They were mocking and said they are full of wine. This is what happens when the Holy Spirit begins to move. You've never, you've never come in contact with it. It's either A, going to cause you to say, this is perplexing, this is amazing, I want to know more, or it's going to put you in the other camp of mocking it, 
dismissing it immediately and saying that it's not real. That it's not real. Whatever I'm witnessing right now is fake, is wine. This is not God. Do you understand? You are on two sides. The first time that I truly experienced it, I was at kids camp. I was about eight years old. And I got filled with the Holy Spirit at the age of eight years old. When it, and I didn't even realize, I was like, you know what? Whatever is happening right now, I want more of it. And it birthed a hunger inside of me that even when I backslid and I went into the world, that hunger, that desire, I could not deny what had taken place in my life. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I couldn't deny it. Okay? So, so I want you to see that the Lord desires to pour His Holy Spirit out on everybody. That's his desire. Acts chapter 2, verse number 17. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on who? All flesh. All flesh. All flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. The point is this right here. When you experience a move of God, our response should be, pour out your spirit on me. That should be our response. <laughs> this is the right posture to be in as a follower of Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm so excited. So one would ask, Pastor, if I am saved, am I not already baptized in the Holy Ghost? Okay, great question. Acts 19, verse number 1. And it happened while Apollos was in Corinth that Paul passed by through the upper regions, came to Ephesus, and finding some disciples, verse number 2, I'm going to read them pretty quick. He said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Time out, time out. If it was automatic, why are you asking the question 20 years later? Why am I having to ask the question to you if you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? If it's an automatic done deal, shut the door, no questions asked. Why are we even teaching about it? It's heresy to even ask the question. Come on, somebody. Are y'all in the house tonight? So they said to him, we have not so much heard whether there is a Holy Spirit, verse number 3. And he said to them, unto then were you baptized? So they said, unto John's baptism, verse number 4. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is on Christ Jesus, verse number 5. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, verse number 6. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, come on somebody, there it is. There's that Holy Spirit again. The Holy Spirit doing Holy Spirit things. <laughs> the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. And then verse number 7 says there were about, there were about 12 men in all. Now, let, let me show you what happened. Paul was explaining to these disciples these verses that I'm about to show you right here. Because he said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? The reason he asked the question is because of the verse that is found in John chapter 20, verse 22. And when he had said these things, Jesus, Jesus breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Now, we would say, well, are they not did they not get, get baptized in the Holy Spirit? No, they did not get baptized in the Holy Spirit. How do I know? Because the baptism of the Holy Spirit did not ascend until Jesus ascended. 
Acts chapter 2, right? Okay, am I in the Bible? Am I in the Bible? Am I on good ground? Okay, all right. So then what happened right there? That's salvation. That is salvation. Paul is trying to explain to these disciples that when you got saved, it's like when Jesus breathed and said, receive ye the Holy Spirit inside of you. Watch, watch the difference. Compare John 20, 22 to Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit does what? Come upon you. There's the difference. There's the difference right there. You see, when you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes in you. But when we say, pour out your spirit on me, now the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Are you tracking with me tonight? Okay. Now, so what is our response in a service like this? Our response is, pour out your spirit on me. Yeah, but Pastor Jason, what's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to leave it up to you and God. Come on, somebody. You just got to jump out the boat. Come on. Let me give you a couple things. I'm going to be done. Number one, the Holy Spirit will guide you. The Holy Spirit will guide you. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, after Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River, who led him out? Who led him out to the wilderness? Who led him out? The Spirit. The Holy Spirit will lead you. The Holy Spirit will guide you. Acts 16, verse number 6. Paul is trying to preach. He's going around preaching. But notice what happens. They were forbidden by who? The Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. So the Holy Spirit was leading them where the Holy Spirit wanted them to go. We're to have a Spirit-led life. There it is. That's it right there. The Holy Spirit will also guide you in terms of the conviction of our sins. John 16, verse number 8 says, The Holy Spirit is here to convict the world of sin. Does anybody know what it feels like to be convicted by the Holy Spirit? Both hands. Come on, somebody. Oh, my goodness. When you get convicted by the Holy Spirit, you better learn to be soft. Your heart be soft so that you quickly will say, Lord, forgive me. Amen. All right. Uh, Acts chapter 2, verse number 37. Again, talking about the conviction. So after Peter preached that message, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. There it is. Cut to the heart. Messages cut us to the heart. Somebody says something to us, cuts us to the heart. What was their response? Men and brethren, what shall we do? They were convicted. Verse number 38 there. They were convicted. Peter said, repent. When you feel convicted, repent. Let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. And then you also shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Number two, the Holy Spirit is our friend. Do not be afraid of the Holy Spirit, y'all. Even if you don't understand it all, learn, learn to have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Does anybody need some help in 2020? I need some help up in here. Come on. I need you, Holy Spirit, to come and help me be my friend right now. Philippians chapter 2, verse number 1. Notice the language. Therefore, if there is any consultation in Christ, if any comfort of love, look at the word. If any, somebody say fellowship. Fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Every time you read the Bible, the Apostle Paul is trying to disciple us to look at this Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, in the term of a friend, in the term of 
fellowship, a brother. Are you hearing me? Someone who's going to lead us and guide us and direct us. Number three, the Holy Spirit is our miracle working power. The Holy Spirit is our miracle working power. Luke chapter 1, verse number 35. Now, look at the Holy Spirit here. The angel answered to Mary and said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born shall be called the Son of God. So how was the Immaculate Conception happen? How did it happen? The power of the Holy Spirit. Do you see that? Mm -hmm. The miracle seed was the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse number 11. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead, where does that Spirit live? Goodness dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Which means it was the power of the Holy Spirit that birthed Jesus from the mother of, of Mary, uh, Mary's womb. And it was also the power of the Holy Spirit that got Jesus up on the third day. And that same Holy Spirit says it lives inside of me. Somebody say amen right there. That's powerful stuff, y'all. That's powerful. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. Notice what Paul says. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words. He's saying, I didn't come to you and preach you happy. I didn't come here to talk you into being saved. I want to throw my mic right now. I didn't come in here and, and, uh, and, and counsel you to Jesus. He said, no, I came, not with human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Y'all, we need the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. So what is our response to all of this? Our response when we're confronted with the Holy Spirit is this right here. Lord, pour out your Spirit on me. Pour it out on all flesh. I want everything you have. I may not understand it, but I'm certainly not going to mock it. I'm certainly not going to say it's only because somebody's been drinking wine that this is happening. No, I recognize that God is among you. God is in this house. Pour it out on me. So I'm, I'm done right here, and then we're going to pray. So when the Holy Spirit is poured out, this is where everybody gets confused. Listen to me. We get confused because people have abused what I'm about to read. They've abused the power of the Holy Spirit. Because greedy men, I'm going to call them wolves in sheep's clothing, mm -hmm, have, have abused the gifts and the power of the Holy Spirit in order to have a profit for them, their own selves. Okay? How many times have we seen scandals in the church of people truly faking miracles but having earpieces? I can't stand that stuff. Having earpieces in their ear calling people out of the crowd and it was not real. It was an earpiece. They got exposed. Come on, somebody. Mm -hmm. Are you listening to me? And so what happens is that the devil pollutes our faith. To where we no longer receive when God is trying to work and God is trying to move. We no longer receive it because we have these polluted men 
in our past and we say, I don't know if I can trust it because I've seen people abuse it. That's human nature, y'all. That's people. That's wolves. Are you listening to the preacher? I'd rather have a good preacher than a good lawyer or a good dentist. Come on, somebody. I'd rather have a bad dentist than a bad preacher. Come on, somebody. Praise the Lord. All right. So go to the next couple of, uh, I'm going to read a lot of scriptures right here. The reason I want to read this to you is because I want you guys to know I'm not perfect, all right? Don't, don't, no, okay, I'm not perfect. But I absolutely believe what I'm about to read is for us today, okay? I'm about to read these verses, and I'll accept all of these gifts of the Spirit. I just want you to hear it from God's Word. And I'm not even going to speak to it. We're going to pray after this. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. Isn't that amazing? How many people in the church world today are ignorant of spiritual gifts? Come on. How many people have never even heard that I can speak in tongues? That I can pray, I can pray, I can pray for a miracle? Yes, you can. Huh? Ignorant, all right? You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Verse 3. Therefore, I make you I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Verse number four. There are diversity of gifts. Do you see that? Huh? Do you see that tonight? There are diversity of gifts, but how many how many spirits are there? Come on. One Holy Spirit, diversity of gifts. Verse number five. There are difference of ministries, but the same Lord. That's the reason when we bring Brother Hansi in for an, as an evangelist, he flows differently than I flow. It's a different ministry. But guess what? It's the same Lord. When we have our revival, we're going to have three different preachers, three different nights. All of them are going to be different, but it's the same Lord. Okay? Are you tracking with me? All right. There are, and there are diversity of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. Now see, as we're reading this, if he ever says, don't allow it to happen in the church. He never says that. Verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of who? All. Okay? For to one, here it comes now, for one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. Here it is. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. We're going to pray for healing tonight. To another, the working of miracles. Another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. So it's an accompanying gift right there. But one and the same Spirit works all of these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Verse 12. Is that it? Okay, okay. So I want you to notice right there, as he wills. So that's the reason I am not to ever feel inferior 
to anybody else in the church based upon spiritual gifts. But what happens in the church world, because one may have the gift of healing and one have the gift of wisdom, we elevate the one that has the gift of healing over the one who has the gift of healing because it's uh, more of a show. Come on, somebody. But, hey, he gives it as he wills. Amen. So we're to honor all the gifts. Now, I read in the Bible where these gifts came into the church. But I never read, I never read, Miss Kathy, where God said they ever left the church. I can't read it. So what am I to do? Our response is to say, Lord, <laughs> pour out your spirit on all flesh. Lord, pour out your spirit on Jason Allums. And you better hear me in the name of the Lord. Just because my neighbor may not want the Holy Spirit poured out on their life, it ain't going to stop me from saying, God, I want it on my life. Uh-huh. I'm not going to play small ball to make somebody else feel good about themselves. If you want it, you go for it. If you don't want it, don't be mad at me because I'm going for it. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So here we go. Are you ready tonight? Are you ready? Can you receive that tonight? Come on, give the Lord a little hand clap right there. All right? We hope you have enjoyed today's message. For more information about the Revival Center, visit us on the web at revivalcenterag.com.